0: Today I'll be reading The Infinite Eyes Perceive* by Castiel's Karma. The rating for this fic is mature. The pertinent tags for this fic include Angels, Crack, Angel Radio.
1: Yo, homeboy, bust this, man. I'm like real mad at these people who be like constantly running off at the lip, you know what I'm saying, man? They be constantly beefing, man, when they should just be chilling. Word, they need to learn to. Shut up!
0: The Infinite Eyes Perceived, written by Castiel's Karma, read for you by Nerdy Nerdenstein. Summary, angel radio is loud, very loud. Castiel is pining, he's suffering, and that means all angels are
1: suffering. Hey, you over there, I know about your kind. You're like the Independent Network Network News on on Channel 9. 9. Everywhere that you go, no matter where you are at, I said you talk about this and you talk about that. When the cat took your tongue, I say you took it right back. Your mouth is so big, one bite could kill a big Mac. mac. You talk too much. never shut up. I said you talk too much.
0: Not all angels were in the fiery depths of hell trying to save the righteous man. Some had to stay back on earth and keep their eyes on the humans. Salathiel was one of them, living a quiet suburban life in a small town in Mississippi. Miss me with it, though, but who were they to question the word of God? They didn't understand why they had to be one of the overseers, and it didn't make much sense either way. When the apocalypse started, not much would be left of humanity anyway. Instead of wielding their flaming double sword, they were wielding a dish brush. Thankfully, they were soon finished. It was exhausting playing the role of a dotting female. The majority of the time, they didn't understand what God saw in humans. Their vessel, men, was good. Quiet, although she talked now and then. She slept most of the time, suspended in nothingness, but on occasion Salothiel allowed her to come forward and talk with her husband and three children. Their own kind, they understood. Humans were unhinged. A few minutes later, they were drying a plate, their movements meticulous. It was one of men's favorite plates. When a single thought burst forward in their consciousness, Dean Winchester Winchester is saved. Salathiel dropped the plate on the floor in pure shock. It was not Castiel's message that had them reeling, so off-kilter that they momentarily allowed men to surface to calm her beating heart. No, it was the vibrations that lingered in their mind, the energy that settled around them. Affection, admiration. Pride and omission succeeded, and underneath all that, a single thread of gold the same thread that turned into a magnificent tapestry of love as men looked at her husband and children. Dean Winchester was saved. Salothiel dried the last plate, wondering if Castiel at that moment had become lost
1: clown you talk when you're awake i heard you talk when you sleep has anyone ever told you that talk is cheap you talk too much.
0: cadriel glanced at metatron he wasn't supposed to do that the scribe sat near the throne of god himself but cadriel couldn't help but feel a sense of curiosity the scribe had knowledge about the word of god something that no other angel had The vessel Metatron had chosen was not formidable, but Cadriel didn't ponder on that much. What he wanted to know was where God was. Surely he was to lead them in a fight against demons. Metatron had looked upon the face of God, was in his favor. Many angels waited for God's next command, yet all that came to them, to him was silence. Someone that wasn't silent was Castiel. Just as Metatron was about to speak, Cadriel heard Castiel's thoughts. Judging by Metatron's and Jael's reactions, they did too. He's beautiful and strong, unwavering in his loyalty and always fighting for good. Cadriel blinked. Dean Winchester hardly fought for good. How could he when he was allied with the humans? He looked at Jael, his garrison leader, who shook her head slightly. Kadriel was just about to go over his briefing with her. He tuned in on her presence, shielding away every other angel. The hum and vibrations of the host in his mind became a quiet, soft whisper. As I was saying, Commander Jael, the next course of action is to... His skin looks so soft, touched by a myriad of freckles. How is it that the beauty of the human form is but a candle to the burning sun that is Dean Winchester? Cadriel went still. He didn't hear that. He looked around, but it seemed everyone in his presence had heard it. Giles stared at nothing an expression of shock on her face, but Metatron smiled strangely, a pleased expression upon him. When nobody spoke, Cadriel broke the ice. Castiel has been down on Earth for quite some time. Human mannerism and thoughts may influence him, but he is dedicated to our cause. Dean Winchester is but a tool we'll use to bring grandeur to heaven again. Dean is but a man. Gile nodded as if strengthened by his words. "Of course, Cadriel. Our mission goes above everything else. Dean Winchester is but a pawn. Dean is just, just a man." Cadriel nodded as he heard Castiel's thoughts. He was just a man and a means to bring upon what they really wanted. "Dean, Dean is just, just a man." And I want to fuck him. Both Cadriel and Jayal paled. Oh no, Cadriel whispered. Metatron just laughed. A
1: big blabber mouth, that's what you are. If you want talk show hoes, you'd be a star. I said your mouth is big, size extra large. And when you open it, it's like my garage. You talk.
0: Cushiel groaned. I'm so damn high. I smoked a barrel of weed. Yet it's still there. We are supposed to guard the gates of heaven, Puriel said seriously. Cushiel had no idea why they had agreed to be in the vessel of a ten-year-old girl with wobbly legs and bangs that almost covered their eyes, but he didn't voice that. He wasn't that high. Can't you hear him? The playground was empty except for them and some doves cooing. Puriel kicked with their legs, swinging ever higher. They seemed suspended in the sky. Or maybe it was the drugs. No! But Cushiel felt the deep sluggish vibration of their lie all around himself. Liar, liar, Puriel. Your pants are on fire. I'm not wearing pants, and I thought you liked punishment. Cushiel rolled his eyes. Puriel seemed to be enveloped in hair, a living, breathing hairball. He laughed to himself, savoring the moment. The high was already wearing off. This ain't my kink, sweetheart. Half the time, he didn't know if he even believed in their mission. Yet so far, he had stayed. Right now, he wished that he hadn't. When he sleeps, he seems peaceful, younger. The lines of anger and worry are smoothed out. Cushiel knelt down in the sandbox, took some sand in his hand and allowed it to sift through his fingers. Maybe Castiel was finished now. God, I just want to touch him. Really touch him. Stroke my fingers down his arm. Pull him in until he's so close that I can feel his beating heart against my chest. Cushiel contemplating teleporting to Dean and shoving him in Castiel's arms, just so that Castiel would shut up. His fingers flexed and his mind was already starting to wake up. Puriel, do you have anything stronger? something that can put me under. Puriel wrinkled her nose and jumped off the swing. No, and you can't get too high. Child Protective Services can take me, and then I have to break out again. Don't cause trouble. I'm not the one causing the damn trouble. Castiel has been skipping dimensions. He even took a little joyride to Purgatory a while back. Purgatory, get it? Puriel rolled her eyes. God help me. I want more. I want to kiss him until his lips are red and swollen. I want to rip all his clothes off and grab that ass and pound into him until he knows the true meaning of God's hammer. I will shatter him, not with words, but with my cock. While I am the shield of God, I want to be the hammer and nail him hard. Cushiel sputtered. I'm seriously contemplating ripping my grace out. Right now. Puriel grabbed his hand. He's sleeping. Cushiel exhaled. That's some next-level kink, Cass, you freaky fucker. Cushiel sighed and hoped Castiel would quiet soon. Want to go to the slide? Do I have a choice?" Puriel said. "Not my fault, you picked a child's vessel. Too much
1: You should be out of breath. You talk too much. Man you nagging me to death. You talk too much. Tide ahead and you speak. You talk too much. Eight days a week. You talk too much. And
0: you never. Set up. It was muted. But still, the thoughts came through to Nuriel. She shook her head. If she had to listen to these intrusive thoughts, she was going to find Castiel and plunge a dagger in his heart. He had to be on another plane because his words sounded distant, but sadly for her, not distant enough. Up my you. you can count yourself lucky that your face is gorgeous Muriel had to give him that. Dean Winchester was exquisite for being a human. He was the poster boy for a FI, but purely from an objective point of view. There was a pause. I left You didn't stop me. You never do. What was I supposed to think? Muriel put the book down and grimaced. Heaven above. This sounded like it was taken straight from a Spanish TV novella. After a decade of this bullshit, even Nuriel was tired. Sure, Dean Winchester was a pain in heaven's ass, but she couldn't help but admire him. He had the tenacity of a pit bull and was stubborn as a mule. She didn't care that Dean and Castiel seemed to be caught in a lover's spat. What she did care about was her sanity. Are you all right? Muriel shook her head and let go of her thick braid, looking at her vessel's husband. She'd come to grow fond of him in recent years, despite her efforts not to. Humans, they truly worked in mysterious ways. Oh, yes, Jordan, sorry, it's just that the book is really exciting right now. I see. He looked at her fondly before digging his nose back into his crossword puzzle. She hadn't even been aware that she had gripped her braid. She pulled out the tie and pulled her red locks back in order, tighter this time. I love that you, you can be infuriated sometimes, dear. laughed out loud. Castiel was the one to speak about infuriating? Jordan looked at her with a raised eyebrow. Funny chapter in the book, is all. The book is in your lap. I remember the passage by heart. Jordan nodded, but looked skeptical. All righty then. There was a pause then, so long that Muriel exhaled softly. She cursed Castiel's longing. It was so loud on earth and in heaven that she had to actively think about blocking out his thoughts, and it was exhausting. There was a small blessing in that he was elsewhere right now. And, sorry I'd show you With that five I wasn't right here, I'd bend you over to my and space. Oh, my God! Nuriel stood up suddenly, dropping the book. It landed with a thud on the floor. Catherine, what's wrong? Nuriel composed herself quickly. It's just. I need a break. The book is too exciting. I need a break, is all. And a drink, she thought to herself. She debated if she should just pray to Castiel and Dean. Maybe if she begged them to fuck, they would stop torturing her like this.
1: Twenty-five hours, eight days a week, 13 months out a year, is when you speak. I'm tired of listening to the garbage you talk. Why don't you find a short pair, then take a long walk. You talk too-
0: Yes, yes, you're so beautiful like this. Your mouth feels amazing. Fanuel pulled down the smoke in his lungs before taking another drag. He exhaled that one through his mouth, blowing it straight into Ariel's face. They glared at him and stopped polishing their angel blade. Would you stop that? Why are you doing that anyway, Murmy? When was the last time you used it? Fanuel flicked his cigarette and watched the ashes scatter in the wind. I do it because it brings me comfort, and stop calling me that. Oh, just like that, suck me harder. Ariel stiffened. Fanuel shrugged. Ariel is a mermaid, am I not right? Exhaling, Ariel grabbed the cloth and started polishing their blade again. It was my name long before these humans came up with her, Fanuel. You know that. They glanced at the cigarette in his hand, their brown eyes narrowing. Fanuel noticed their gaze and dragged his fingers through his short black hair. What gorgeous. I don't understand why you picked up that habit. Do you find enjoyment in poisoning your vessel? Fanuel clicked his tongue in annoyance. I heal, and I do like the taste, so sue me, Murmy. He picked up his phone and opened his favorite game. Time to grow some motherfucking lime. Ariel continued cleaning their weapon. Dean, yes, God, your ass is divine. Vanuels' eyes flitted to Ariel. Their knuckles were white from rubbing. He inhaled more smoke and sighed as calm filled him. By the sound of it, Dean's ass was about to get filled, too. He chuckled slightly. I could fuck you for eternity. Fanuel choked on the smoke. Just fucking great. What? Is that too long for you, Fanuel? I thought this was your thing. Revelations. Not that Dean and Castiel were a revelation, Fanuel said after a moment. We have eyes. We perceived. Castiel was fucking loud, though. That helped. They're like goddamn rabbits, Ariel whispered. Your cock feels amazing in my hand, Dean. God, you're so hard. Fanyuel nodded and smirked. You keep polishing that blade, Murmy. Fuck off. They are. He laughed at the cold stare that Ariel gave him before paying attention to the game again. He had about 200 limes to harvest until he could claim the big mother lime. Time to plant. His thoughts went to Nuriel briefly. Dean Winchester and Castiel had fucked many times. Things had not turned out for the better. Fuck. Archer Archer. back. Yes, Yes, just just like like that. that. Manuel took a last drag on his cigarette before tossing it away. If he was lucky, he'd forget about Castiel's sex life around Lime Plant 67. The End. Thank you so much for listening. Shut
1: up! You talk too much. never shut up. I said you talk too much. Oh boy, you never shut up. You talk about people you don't even know. And you talk about places you never go. You talk about your girl from head to toe. I said your mouth's moving fast and your brain's moving slow. You talk too much shut up. I said you talk too much. Homeboy, oh boy, you never shut up. You're the instigator. The orator of the town. You're the worst when you converse. Just a big mouth clown. You talk when you're awake. I heard you talk when you sleep. Has anyone ever told you? That talk is cheap. You talk too much. You never shut up. I said you talk too much. Oh boy, you never shut up. garage. Talk too much.